Good evening. Hey. Plug in the headset there. You ready to go? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. So, welcome everyone to Turtle Talk. What are we on, episode four, I guess? Well, if, if you count your solo one. <laughs> that terrible piece I, of garbage. <laughs> I need to listen to that, speaking of which. Because um, I think we've done two for ISFL. Yes, that is correct. I think this is number three with the two of us, and I did do one solo that I'm not happy with, but I put out there anyways, because why not? <laughs> I'm sure the viewer was entertained. Yeah, the one viewer that had to list it, listen to it to pay me. <laughs> Whoever the poor grader was. Uh, I feel so bad. I think it's Lucid, doesn't it? Shout out know. to Lucid if you've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> You might just turn it on and be like, nope, not today. <laughs> Submit it in. Nope, I'm out. I'm done. Give them their uh, money. Yeah, so it's uh, been a minute uh, since we last spoke, so lots has happened. Um, it has, so I think we recorded our last one right after. No, it was right before the DSFL draft. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. <laughs> A whole season has happened. And a draft has happened. <laughs> Two drafts have happened. Yes. Okay, so let's go from that. Because I remember <laughs> we were talking about wanting to play together, but we weren't really sure how realistic that was. Well, the biggest thing being a smaller draft class, like looking at how big our class is compared to even the one a season later, like is just crazy to me. <laughs> it is. And I was, uh, was actually looking at some... Not old SHL classes, but not super recent, like early S50 ones. Yep. And I was I was surprised at the difference between how big they were in the J and how how big they dropped off, um, in the the SHL. Like c- compared the same draft, same people, just huge drop off that first season. And then for ISFL, I remember our drafts. We, we thought it was smaller, like maybe two full rounds, maybe three, but I, I do think it kept going until around five or six. I think, uh, I think that sounds right for the DSFL, but in our ISFL draft, I think it only went three rounds, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was very out of the country, and I won't. How even, dare you take holidays? I won't. I won't even How lie. Dare you? I only watched the first round of that draft. <laughs> Oh, jeez. There's yes. no need to watch any farther. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so for anyone that doesn't know or hasn't been following, uh, with the sixth overall pick, OCO traded up to draft you so that we could remain together. So sure once did, again, so... we somehow managed to stay together. And, and, uh, and... we are now on OCO. Even though they they have a few people on their management team that are in Tijuana, they see what kind of shit we get up to. <laughs> Absolutely, and they decided that that's something that they wanted. I'm amazed um, that we that that alone didn't drop us to the third round. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, shit. But no, like so f- for that draft, like that was like an an odd personal achievement for me because that's the highest I've been drafted in any league ever. <laughs> At six. Well, it's only it's only downhill and, for me from now. So <laughs> and I didn't expect it because like I created a position that I felt there would be a lot of and not really a huge need. Well, I guess we both did online, and then um, I've been aggressively not max earning. I, I've been lying to myself a bit where I actually have been doing max training and equipment, but I keep telling myself and I keep telling everybody who reached out to scout me that that's not going to stay and <laughs> that didn't seem to dissuade too many people but uh no i'm i'm really happy that that uh they they took a flyer they traded up to get me which always feels nice absolutely um we're we're back together again and we're gonna we're gonna wreck some shit up yeah i uh <laughs> yeah that's exactly what the plan is um, and then on top of, the, of being drafted in the first round, uh, we both ended up actually being called up this season as well. So we are both true rookies 
along with most our draft class that OCO drafted, it feels like. Uh, I, I notice uh, my favorite non-turtle rookie on the team, Mr. Uh, Gus the Bus. Oh, yes. Um, he, uh, he's also up with us. He sure is. And I feel like fitting right right in well with our little banter. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, yeah, we've... we've uh, I don't think there's any aspirations of, of a playoff team for this season. Absolutely not. Oh, but I don't believe we've so. We've got a I lot think... of rookies playing, and we're we're happy. Um, if we win a game this season, it's gonna be it's gonna be hell for that other team on Twitter, on the forums, <laughs> Discords. Hey, remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, like uh, I, I do think I had an opportunity to stay down. Um, I'm not sure if you had the same kind of conversations, but I kind of twisted their hands. I was like, no, if uh, if Kale's coming up this season, I want to be up too. Because so, yeah, I want I want our careers to be mirrors. I want to compete yeah. with you every step of the way. Absolutely. So that was where it was a little bit tough because they kind of reached out and said, we're thinking of calling you up this season. How do you feel about it? And I was kind of a take it back and had to actually kind of sit on it for a little bit because, like, again, like, so used to SHL where you literally take your time and, like, you have three years down to get that TP jump and everything. But I honestly couldn't really think of a reason not to. Like, I was already capped. Uh, I already had, like, an extra 100 and something TP banked after purchasing equipment and equipment and everything this season. I was like, well as much as I'd love to stay down, like why not come up and just start your career and start it early as a true rookie. I think that was kind of a neat opportunity and that's why I ended up agreeing to it and coming up. And that's, uh, that's no shot at Tijuana because I was, it was equally as hard to be, to come up because I would really want to kind of go back there as well this year and see if we couldn't uh, finish what we kind of started last season, but it looks like they're going to be just fine without us too. So <laughs> Yeah, their preseason looks pretty hot. Um, it's the Rough. same same kind of feeling uh, f- for me, where like the whole plan was, I like I wasn't expecting to be up right away. Didn't even think it would really be an opportunity. Um, and it's weird because my first player, I wanted I wanted one season and done. I wanted to be moved up as soon as possible. And I remember I told scouts that. And there were a few that were like, uh, yeah, we would probably stick you down for another season or two. And Honolulu drafted me, and I kind of reiterated that. And they were like, okay, we'll see what we can do. And then they told me I was back down for another one. <laughs> um, <laughs> is, but, is, does, uh, does a role of that play just the effectiveness of the position at that TPE? Or is it just the, the sheer amount of players at that TPE? So because, I, like... I think linemen on both sides, probably more prevalent on offense, are uh, there, there's a lot of bots filling those positions. Correct. I do think the bots are not terrible. Like I, I think they range between like 400 to 800 TP. So obviously you can get some expensive bots that do much better than we do right now. Um, but we grow, I guess. Um, You're also getting better every, like we're getting better every week with training with, with TP earning and everything. Right. So yeah, we are, and you can, you can out earn that and we're significantly cheaper. <laughs> and, and from a team management perspective too, like uh, if you get people ingrained longer, like chances are they're going to like grow some roots and want to stay. Absolutely. Um, I was, uh, not really off topic, but I, I was looking today and I was just, just kind of thinking about some of the leagues and there's some players who are career junior players. Like they want to play in the DSFL or the SMJHL or the yeah, yeah, minor stay down. Yeah. And I get that. Cause when I, when I started with my first player, I really enjoyed the minors. I enjoyed being able to really significantly grow like, go from being very bad at the start to being like a pretty good player in the second season, third season. And then making the jump, you're usually pretty dog shit for a while in, <laughs> in almost every league too. Um, but with, I don't know, with ISFL, and again, as much as I love Tijuana, and I don't think I'll be 
leaving that locker room anytime soon. Um, it's like for me, it's like ISFL is is the league, like, and DSFL yes. the the purpose is to develop people to get you into the ISFL. And absolutely, I I think I would honestly rather have a shitty rookie season than a shot at individual awards. Um, but team award would definitely be something to consider staying. And, and I think with us, they would have been a really, really powerful team. Yes, I agree. Uh, I'm speaking a little bit selfishly, uh, career goals in mind is part of the reason why I did decide to come up early. Um, oh yeah. Uh, just, with the longevity of the player in the ISFL. And like you said, it is the ISFL. So why not get up there and start it? So yeah, we'll see. We shall see where we go from there, I guess. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, brings me back to the, to the kind of draft talk that we had going on with ISFL. You went one overall, my friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. I peaked. It's all downhill from <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> so I remember talking with you um, before, really, before I was putting together my um, mock draft. Yes. And I went very uneducated, uh, very unscientific, didn't ask anybody anything. I was just basically going off conversations that I had and kind of what I saw in the DSFL chat. And I remember when I was talking with orange County, um, it seemed like they liked, they liked talking with both of us and it was around the same time. Yeah. And I remember like one of the later scouting conversations, like I think I was talking to the GM over like two days or three days. And it was one of the ones near the back. And he mentioned like, Hey, so like, what other teams have you been talking to? Where do you feel like you'll go? Like, we really want to get both of you in with us and we're going to try to make that happen. And to me, like, I took that as like, they really wanted both of us and to lock you up. Cause I think they had number one and number four. And I was uh, thinking about it and I was like, so yeah, right. they're, they're kind of giving me a hint that this is the way they're going because I don't know. It kind of felt like they, like they didn't confirm anything obviously, but it was kind of like you weren't the question. So to me, that meant like, they... yeah, I never got any of that questions. You got special, you got special treatment there. I, yeah. uh, I had a really great conversation with Greg nine, uh, with the GM there, obviously, um, or one of the GMs, I should say him and Bender, but, uh, yeah, Greg nine, uh, I spoke with and had a really good chat with him. Uh, I, like I said, probably one of the better chats I had. Uh, I, again, I had some really good chats with everyone that's not a docket, any of the scouting. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, he was one of the ones that kind of stuck out a little bit to me. And then having as many picks as they did, I thought that if I did end up there, that was one of our best chances of ending up on the same team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Looking at, uh, looking at the drafts, I guess the draft order and the draft pick owners, they yes. they jumped out as kind of like, okay, well, if we're going to be drafted together, this is probably the team to do it. But I remember yes. thinking, um, and that's where I was, I was confused uh, because like for the mock draft, I put myself as 12 because I knew there were some, some high profile recreates coming back and they did end up going kind of, I remember watching the draft and one of the people were like, this is one that everybody doing the mock draft should have gotten right. Like this was a super easy one. And I was like, I have no idea who this user is. I have no idea what like <laughs> affiliations they have with this team. <laughs> and like, yeah, it would be super easy if you were aware of the league and you know, somebody is very tied in with one team, but uh, yeah, it's, I didn't have that personally. So when I was looking, I was thinking that maybe a maybe that staying me with that late first round, and they ended up trading trading up to make it happen, which I think was a good move because you get a pretty known commodity with with the pick, and they ended up trading. I think everything was from this draft, so um, they already had two really high picks, and they secured 
the third one. Um, and they gave up, I think it was, was it three picks total, this draft? Uh, I think they gave up like two seconds or something. Like that I late thought it was, first. I thought it was next season. They, or is they oh, exchanged, the, they exchanged, oh my goodness. Because I, I know that uh, I, they exchanged picks. Was, they they yeah. their eleventh overall pick, I believe, got traded up to six. Oh, 11th, Philly got okay. the uh, I think Philly got the eleventh, and then they got a draft pick next year in the second round. And right, it was mi- and a and a million cap space or something is what. Uh, oh right, right, right. The Orange County got I don't back know how to. that works. No idea how that works. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, so, yeah, it was Philly. So that reminds me. So Pat actually, like, knows us pretty well because he hangs around the Tijuana locker room. And he actively decided that $1 million of cap saves for one season was worth more than me. So I applaud that. That's a good shot. <laughs> I appreciate it. because it is. You're above. And when he, when he calls himself up, I'm going to put him in the grass. Absolutely. You should. <laughs> Rightfully so. We're coming for you, Pat. All we, that we love told, I was showing him earlier we, today, no, it's gone. We we told him we won't sack him this year because we're not playing against him. But I as didn't soon say as he this comes, year. I said, I said this year. <laughs> I said tonight. I said this year because I knew he wasn't coming up this year. As soon as he comes up, though, his ass is grass. Yep. On some beautiful orange turf. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, first impressions of OCO. Uh, sure. Um, it's quieter than I thought it would be. Um, I thought it was going to be a bit more spammy, but, uh, it's not really, uh, we're, let's have a look at it today. It was basically us just spamming gifts in the, in the main chat. (laughs) I think the best part was you not knowing what you were sending and then sending that gun. Oh yeah, yeah. Freaking Discord. My my was, gift what? previews just stopped working on me today, so I had to blind send a couple, and and for the most part, they worked out. Yeah, I think the best part was uh, the investigation into what hat the one individual was wearing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fantastic. The, the team really uh, united together, and the defense really worked together to to figure it out. <laughs> Defense is completely on point this year, so, despite being 0-2. <laughs> there, there is some super trooper level investigation going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, no, I, uh, uh, being new to the league, I didn't have any knowledge or insight into any of the locker rooms. Uh, my only experience had been in Tijuana to, up to this point. With being invited to a couple other rooms as well, I shouldn't say that, but... Um, yeah, for the most part, spent almost all my career there and yeah, I didn't really know what to expect, but yeah, a little bit quieter than I thought it might be, but everyone's kind of going back to work and everything too. And it did like, it does pick up during game time and whatnot. So I'm sure as we progress further into the season, then there'll be more and more as well. So, oh yeah. And, um, another thing is like, we joined it coming off a longer off season for them too. Like we're not talking SHL level long off. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> we'll leave that for our other podcast, but uh, um, yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of locker rooms just in general, they, they get quiet during off season. There's not much to talk about. There's no games to hype up for. Um, but now, yeah, we're getting into the full swing of things. It's, it's pumping. We're making our presence known and felt. <laughs> they and knew what they were getting when they got us. Absolutely, should have told did. them. <laughs> yep. Oh, and I feel like our scouting with Greg let that uh, let that up as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, so let's let's kick it back a little bit. So um, you you DFA'd last season in Tijuana for a little bit, so you got to experience them. Yeah, they liked what they saw from you. They wanted you back. They picked you. I think it was fourth overall with their first pick. Um, how was how was the DFSL experience? Because your like your career there is done. Yes. Um, as odd as it sounds, the only thing that I feel like I didn't accomplish was winning a championship. 
Like, yeah, I don't. Like, it sounds so, like, dumb to say out loud. But in my rookie season, I led the league in sacks. Um, I won two of the three possible awards that I could. And I'm like okay, well, what else can I do now? <laughs> I'm, I'm capped, and I, I would have been happy to stay down another season and had another shot at winning, but uh, ultimately decided to come up. Um, that is but a yeah, really no, good point, because like, like, you, you capped your TP before playoffs, I believe. That and is then, correct. Yeah, and then with the earning, like with the bank and with the off-season tasks with the equipment, you were a pretty healthy bank by the time draft happened yeah it was like you're yeah you're leading the class in tp and i remember you were a little bit jaded because i think it was like the week before (laughs) the draft you were no longer showing as first because somebody somebody leapfrogged you by buying equipment before their update i'm pretty sure it was bus actually now that you say that (laughs) But yeah, no, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty sour about that because, like, what the hell? How did someone get more TP than me? Like, what did I miss? Uh, and yeah, it was. I literally went and looked, and I was like, oh, he bought equipment. You could buy that now. But then, of course, then it's already passed. And to be totally honest, the draft had already started by the time that update went in, so they actually used the pre-rankings to that. So. <laughs> Ah. My my draft card says I was at two seventy nine, but I'm pretty sure I was already over three hundred. <laughs> yeah, I have no um, idea what I was, but yeah, that makes sense. So you got to yeah. those out ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, no, honestly, a uh, uh, little bit, a little bit hard to leave Tijuana. Uh, I I really really enjoy that locker room. I really like the people there. I think Kotas uh, and Bull are fantastic GMs there. And considering they, I think they were the team that lost the most players to call-ups this season to turn around and still have the most active locker with like 14 people or something compared to like the next person being seven or, or something. I can't remember. They were throwing out a number earlier and I or earlier this week and I don't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but I think it's just a fantastic locker room and they're able to keep people active and it, it'll show like they'll be successful again this season. I really hope they go all the way and yeah. I really hope they uh, are able to pull that off. So, yeah, well, I, I have personally fully drank the Kool-Aid. I'm part of the cult. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that we left a legacy turtle behind. Um, good chance to be running back of the year. Oh, Mr. breaking a hundred yards is your first game as a rookie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh... um, but no, it's awesome. Cause like sauce, a great user. And um, I think he just like, he, he kept kind of checking in and he saw how much fun we were having. And I'm not sure if I can really go back to not having like a pre-made character because the gifts are amazing. Like there's, <laughs> true. there's just so many options for reacting or just like, playing into your character it's it's hilarious and that wasn't even a freaking consideration when we decided to create the ninja turtles <laughs> yeah that literally wasn't but the gifts that are in discord for them are just insane i just it's oh it's so fun yeah and yeah yeah it's just a fantastic group um yeah so yeah, I guess that's yeah. Um, uh, speaking of sloth, though, he did throw some questions our way when you posted this. When we decided last minute once again that we're doing a podcast. Oh yeah, he sure did. <laughs> uh, I'll fire the first question at you. Uh, your favorite pizza toppings? Ham and pineapple. You're going with Any... the ham pineapple. I'm... Ham yeah, pineapple, cool. like, and, and I've had a mental struggle for this for a while because i feel like that shouldn't be your favorite pizza but i've eaten a lot of pizza in my life and uh it, it's always one of those like um i think last week i bought two and it was like i got like a pepperoni bacon because that used to be the go-to in high school and that's still my fave <laughs> it just it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as as the hawaiian one and i was just like there's nothing wrong with this this is good yeah, my uh, my favorite is still pepperoni bacon, with the one exception to the lovely university bar that was across the street from my sister's university. 
uh, in North Dakota there, they had a craft dinner pizza. And I will tell you what, when you're drinking or sober, that pizza that is disgusting. amazing. It sounds terrible, but it was amazing. And again, I originally thought it was just because I was drinking. No, I did it. I ate it sober one time too, and it tasted equally delicious. So I don't think you've been sober. Have I? No, Never? not long mm-hmm. enough to eat a full pizza. That's fair. Because sober me would go, that's probably enough pizza, and put it back after three split three slices. I have called you out, sir. Yeah, but you also know me, and you know that I would just eat the entire pizza. So, yes, <laughs> that's why I look the way I do. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck! Um, uh, have either of you skateboarded? Uh, no, I can't say I have. I think I have stood on a skateboard once and probably promptly fallen off. I attempted to when I was younger. I. Uh... Tony Hawk became Tony a big, Hawk guy. T- Tony Hawk became a big thing, and I thought it was super cool. I uh, had my dad build me a ramp and everything for the driveway. I had a skateboard, oh, and yeah, I never learned to properly ollie or anything, but I could uh, ride it around a bit. <laughs> so, who were the two? So, Tony Hawk was like the big skateboarding guy, but I remember there was somebody in BMX, and I remember like as a kid, like. There was, so like, like, a PlayStation game that came wasn't out. Wasn't that a Hoffman or something? Like Hoffy? Hoffman or something like that? Or, yeah. Dear listeners. Gonna, I'm Googling reply. it. You speak for a couple minutes here, and I will. I about your lack that. of your well, skateboarding. I'm not, no. There's nothing, there's nothing to speak of. I'm an uncoordinated klutz, and I probably would have broken many things. Many, There's many Dave things. Mira. No, that's not right. Anyways, favorite Ninja Turtles movie. I think I have to go with the first one, um, which I think was just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Secret of the Ooze. That was two, wasn't it? Are you are you talking the animated or are you talking the live action? No, the, like, the old animated one, like the one I saw growing up. Oh, or, wait, did it start off as a movie or did it start off as a show? I remember there was a show. I thought it originally started as a comic book, did it not? And then there was a TV series oh, that fuck, led probably. into? Probably everything starts off as a comic book. Um, uh... Yeah, I'll go with the first one because I'm pretty sure we had it on VHS. And it was a cartoon, so I probably watched it. I also had the... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game on the Super Nintendo. And I remember it was one of the hardest games for like six year old me to comprehend. And I could never do very well in it because I probably didn't know what I needed to do. But I remember you got to control all four of them and you could switch between them. And yes. uh, I died a lot. Yeah, yep. I believe that quite a bit, yep. actually. Um, it appears the first films were live action ones but there was an animation out before that including a video game so i assume the tv series video game came out excuse me sorry oh sorry about that um yeah uh as a kid i actually had the live action movies uh both the original uh teenage mutant ninja turtles and then the sequel uh, the Secret of the Ooze. Um, those were basically put on repeat in my house, so are I would have the to live see. action ones. They are absolutely live action ones. And looking okay. back, I have no idea why I like them, but <laughs> because they're Ninja Turtles, and that is why. And when yeah. you're a kid, you don't give a shit about any of that other stuff. So, <laughs> no, it's fun. It's nice colors. Uh, I think the best part is uh, in the Secret of the Ooze. Uh, Vanilla Ice making an appearance and singing the ninja rap. Um, okay. Still probably is on my playlist somewhere. <laughs> there are uh, there are extremely good gifts uh, that go along with it. Yes, again, always create someone that's based off a TV, TV series. Yeah. 
which is which is making me having a uh, have a bit of a mental conflict trying to figure out what we want to do for jump recreation. So, oh, but we I'm have torn. time to figure that out still. We still got lots of time for that, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, do you want? Uh, I think we've we've answered that question now, haven't we? Yeah, we we've dealt with sloth. Oh, we've dealt with sloth. We're on to Al Gringo asked us a few, few questions here. Uh, why do you guys love Tijuana so much? Well, Tijuana gave me a chance. Uh, Side of DFA and brought me back. And honestly, I have drank the Kool Aid. Uh, it's the best cult I've ever been a part of. It's the best play, best best locker room in the ISFL. Not just DSFL, I guess, but. Um, no, I think uh, just in general, uh, Koatasa and Bowl have done just such an amazing job uh, in that locker room and with that team. And I think everyone there is very active and uh, just overall just great experience. And it being a great experience just makes you want to go back and hang out there and keep earning and keep active on the site. And anytime I got a question or anything, there's always someone there that's uh, ready to jump and answer. And yeah, it's just a great group all around. Yeah. So you always seem to like to hedge your bets and I'll just come out and, and break down that wall and say, it is the best <laughs> locker room in the entirety of the ISFL. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. And um, that was one thing that I had trouble with on on my first player was really caring much at all about about the league or about my team um and and even like on on my first player the the very first year or the very first season uh we we won the dsfl we were the champions and i remember like i wasn't really aware that we were in the finals and then like the locker room was just spamming when they won and i was just like we won everything and i and like they were super accommodating too but like it's different feeling this time around um and kind of like how sloth kind of came back from the dead and he's enjoying his player like i've been enjoying this player a lot more and just like getting more involved with the league as a whole with the discords um on Twitter, I'm trying to chirp other teams and getting chirped back, and it's pretty fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, just, like, killing time and shit posting all the time and uh, having discussions about nothing and everything and freaking food. Like, it's fun. Yeah, it's just, there's something there for everyone, I find. And uh, it's just all around, like I said, just great users there. And it continues to be awesome, and yeah, and I will take full credit for you enjoying it a lot more this time because you created with me. So <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping you fine. on track and keeping you honest. That's okay. You can take credit. I'll allow you. All right, which leads us to the next question. Who is the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? I want to cut in right before that, and I have a request for you, my friend. Sure. I would like you to do a sexy GIF for me. Not GIF, sorry, signature, similar to my Ragnar Crash Wagon one. <laughs> but as Raphael. <laughs> I think you can do it. Uh, all right. Excellent. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Who is the best TMNT? I think it has to be Splinter, right? Like, I'm going off board here. I would say that he falls under the category. He's the master. Master Splinter. Okay. Okay. That's where you're going? Yeah. You're going off the board? Always. Uh, always off I, the board. I was uh, going to go with the political answer, actually. Uh, I of think course you the, were. the best, hands down, is Leonardo, in oh, my opinion. The best is my character. <laughs> Why else would I choose him? <laughs> uh, but that being said, I think... Uh, the turtles themselves all represent different, like different kind of. What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, attitudes, interests, maybe I don't know. Energy, energy, chi. sure, chi. Let's go with that. That sounds about right. <laughs> That's some kung fu panda shit, my friend. <laughs> also, great movie, <laughs> which might be a good recreate right there. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> 
Fucking panda. Is it his name Poe? Yep. Yes. Nice. Uh, anyways, I think each one of the turtles kind of uh, uh, represented a different group. Uh, and I think everyone can find their own uh, with each one. But I always liked Leonardo the best. Uh, he's always been my favorite, hence why I chose him as my player render. But I do know that a lot of people would probably argue that Michelangelo being the goofball is probably the most liked and best. That's a good so, answer. I, in my, my opinion, it's Leonardo. But I will, ex- I will accept your answer of Splinter, despite him not being one of the turtles. So my reason for picking uh, Raph, um, there's a few things. Like first of all, I think Leonardo is by far the best Renaissance inventor, painter, whatever you want to say. But going Raphael, I thought the name was cooler. And it was R. And I was Ragnar before. And I was like, hey, there you go. That that fits. I'm R again. And uh, yeah, that was it. That was literally it. And it has nothing to do with you uh, reminiscing with his Captain Serious attitude your entire life. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Being dark and edgy, brooding in the corner. I am dark and edgy and brooding. <laughs> exactly. Very, very goth. Wow. <laughs> hence, hence why it fits you, right? Uh, and next question is, uh, what about the ISFL is most fun for you both? I think this is easily hands down uh, the locker room culture and the getting to know people and bullshitting about football, about the Sim League, about everything. And like you said, everything and nothing in the locker rooms, I think, is hands down the best part and most fun. Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, the, the locker room culture, just uh, interacting with new people like it's there's a lot of crossover with the different sim leagues, but there's also a lot, I feel, of unique ISFL players or users, or at the very least, there's a lot of people who primary in the ISFL and they're way more active and they're very more, much more busy than, than some of the other leagues where they're kind of not minimalist, but like solidly medium earners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's nice because it seems like to me, at least the feeling is it's a lot more lighthearted than what I'm feeling from the SHL right now. Where yep. I, I know we had a long off season and things are just starting to get going again over there, but it's been kind of uh, like a, kind of a heavy cloud looming over, and it's like for for me it's felt less fun. And like ISFL, um, starting from probably about a calendar year ago for me has just been it's just been fun. Like it's been kind of like not pointless, but it's been a fun use of time. Um, where I, like one of the things I love is like you don't have to be like an absolute max earner to have a role and to have a team that wants you there. Um, and I well, think I, I think that's part of the beauty of it. I, I I enjoy interacting with people of all different activity levels too. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right on that, though. And I guess one of the other uh, cop-out answers I could use here is the fact that uh, I've really started getting really started getting into graphics and doing just different graphics for the football and learning and doing a ton of that stuff has been a lot of fun. And actually, again, ties back to Discord a bit. Like as someone that's starting out, um, trying new things and learning stuff has been something I've been trying to do. So I've been watching tons of YouTube and stuff, but. There is an absolutely great group of ISFL graphics guys, and Thunder Titans one of them. Uh, Nokazoa is another. And anytime I've had questions or how, asked how they've done stuff, they've been more than happy to help. And I think that in itself is just like you said, shows the lightheartedness of the ISFL and has added another level to it that has made it a lot of fun. So, yeah. All right. Favorite football memory of all time. 
Your first game, buddy. Your first game. <laughs> That's your favorite memory? Oh, hell yes. I love that game. <laughs> I still remember that shit. <laughs> I, I remember I ended up in a very long uh, ER line for stitches. <laughs> I, You know what the best part about that weekend was? It was literally having to go do the hockey trouts the next morning at 7 a.m. After getting home at 2 o'clock. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the complaining that our times weren't good. <laughs> and then them compla- yeah, and then them complaining <laughs> that we were we looked tired. <laughs> <laughs> like just so stupid. <laughs> I was so uh... I, I had a quick look at these questions earlier and I had a memory from that. And uh you know what? I, I think it was uh it was one of the practices where we were doing s- Scout, scout offense against defense. And I, <laughs> I, I know exactly you know where, where I'm you're going. going. And I know one, exactly. one of the linebackers started cheating because we were trying to practice. I don't know if it was like shedding a block or like no getting so to the QB or the what? actual the actual play was a fake handoff, quick hit to the inside receiver. Um, and the tight end was to make a crack uh, a crack block or or a quick block or whatever on the on the one cornerback or DB whatever right and he knew what the play was so he would just he just bull rush so you never has a tight end you never had the time to actually go out and make the crack the crack was block it? oh it was uh it was South Dakota right it was definitely South Dakota okay so it was a DB <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> And that was his nickname because that is where he was from. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I'll let you finish the story. But so he he kept cheating on the play, and because uh, they knew what play we were running, and we kept running it over and over again. So I remember the coach kind of called us in. And he's like, "What the hell are you guys doing? Like you're sucking." And then we're just like, "Well, he's fucking cheating on us." And he's like, "What?" And then we're and then like we explained it's like, yeah, this guy this guy's shedding his coverage and he's cheating. Like just he knows what we're doing and he's just cheating to get there. And he's like, Oh, well, fake him out then. Let's let's run this play instead. <laughs> and so we we faked the play, the original play, and then like where he was supposed to be was where we threw it. And then <laughs> like he got completely, absolutely burned on it. And I remember the head coach came over. And I don't know if it was that one player, if he was watching a couple, but he just started like jumping up and like one <laughs> foot to the other. And he's like, oh, you got burned. <laughs> it was the one play. <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture this play happening in my head. I absolutely. <laughs> and he just looked there dumbfounded like, well, that wasn't what was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not the play they're running. <laughs> And, uh, and then he lectured him about cheating on the play. That uh, was the best part. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, that was just my favorite because it was like, we were just getting burned and burned and burned. And then it was just like, oh, well, let's just burn him back. <laughs> and then we did yeah. in the perfect time where like the whole team was kind of gathering together. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a cocky guy who got burned. And it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I might add that uh, our first game was against my former school, so that was a big part of that game as well, on top of you getting hurt. <laughs> was, wait, was the record that game? Was it not? No. I think The that... record was the next week, because that was yeah. against a different school. Oh, I thought that was against your old team. No. No, we passed the ball a lot, because the we... DVs were terrible. Yeah, I, I do remember we dusted them pretty well. Yeah. Yep, that happened. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, that's probably my f- favorite football memory of all time. Nice. Or, you know what? I'll give it... I, I don't think this one trumps it, but I remember uh, when we we started early uh, in the summer for practicing, because being in Canada, you have a very short season. Um, so we started, and then... Uh, like I had, I had no football going into it. I just decided I wanted to play for my last year, and I showed up. 
And uh, we were doing a bunch of drills to kind of like fill out where people were. And most of the people returning to the team already had their positions. So I remember we were doing uh, like a receiver gauntlet. And I remember I ran through it and I caught everything. And like, like they're throwing like multiple balls at the same time or very similar times. Yeah, and I remember I got hit. to the yeah. end of it and one of the coaches looked at the other one. He's like, well, I guess we got ourselves a uh, receiver. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they played you fullback. <laughs> and I, yeah, I didn't last receiver very long because our fullback got injured. <laughs> Uh, I just remember that time that Jet <laughs> got put in as running back and he was fullback. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. So our, uh, yeah, so I was I was one of the buck, faster guys on the team. Buck 70? <laughs> no, 165. I was 165. 165 that year. But I was by far, like by 20 pounds, the heaviest receiver we had. Yeah, And so that's why I got put in as fullback. So our starting fullback to start the season was, he was smaller. He must have been like what, five foot seven, five, eight, maybe. Yeah, about that. But he was heavier and he was built. He was muscly and he was a little bit fat. I think he's like a really good mix for a fullback. And, yep, uh, absolutely. And he was very much slower than I was. <laughs> And um, so he got injured, I think, second or third game. So they picked me to go fill in kind of just because I was the heaviest. Like, they literally looked at our charts, like, for our height and weight. And they were like, you, Crash, you're the guy. So I learned <laughs> that new position and wasn't great at it, but had fun doing it. And um, then when he came back, I remember our... Uh, was it tailback was the main running back? Yes. The, the second back? They, um, we call the tailback. They would call him the halfback. Yeah, so the halfback. Um, he, I think he had some trouble with concussions that season, so it might have already happened when he was out, or maybe it was just a play or something like that. And I remember Jet came in, and um, he was running the play in, and I remember like we're huddled, and he called the play and then we just kind of assumed I was, <laughs> I was the three back. And then he's like, no, 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 I am. And I remember the quarterback was like, what? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we lined up that way and we fucking ran it. And he got, <laughs> I think he might've got like one or two yards, but I think he got stuffed. Cause I remember it was an outside run, which made it like looking back. Impossible it makes it even for funnier. him. <laughs> Impossible for him. <laughs> Oh man, but, um, yeah, that's what they called, and that is legitimately what the coaches call. <laughs> uh, it such, was fun. I uh, really enjoyed so that many year. good memories that year. <laughs> I just remember all the stupid stuff that happened in practice too. <laughs> yep, uh, get him taken out by the guy that was supposed to be blocking for me. It was it was fun. We had a very cult like uh, team <laughs> atmosphere, similar to Tijuana. <laughs> Uh, and about the same maturity level too. That's about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some questions from Pat as well, from Pat himself. Yeah. Uh, My favorite Dallas Bird Dogs quarterback. And you're probably going to come in and be like, "Well, I wouldn't say he's my favorite." Well, the way you put it, like the, now that you say that, he's the favorite favorite quarterback. I like to sack. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I kid. I love you, Pat. He's my favorite sack target. Although I don't think I uh, came through on that last season. I don't think I got a sack on him. I don't know. We'd have to you go probably back to did because you fucking led the league. Yeah. Mr. All-Star. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like I said, I peaked. Uh, it's all downhill from here. So Yeah. Uh, so Pat has, with the addition of Sloth creating Mikey, we're now left with only Donatello to round out the McTurtles. That said, if more members of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cast were to be football players, what positions do you think they would best fit for them? So who else we got there? We got Splinter. We got uh, Shredder, obviously. We got uh, April Casey. April O'Neil. And Casey. Mm. 
So where do you want to start? Who do you want to start with? I feel like the ladies are quick, so they would probably be best as receivers or a- running a- back. April O'Neill, uh, I was thinking receiver for her. I was actually yeah. thinking master splinter as a quarterback because he's the master yeah. after all. Exactly. He's like he would be a field general quarterback, I think. I think uh, Shredder would have to be either a linebacker or a, or a, a lineman, like a rush end. I could see linebacker. him be linebacker just because he would be absolutely motivated by stats. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair assumption. Uh, I would probably say Casey. I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe a tight end position. I, he wears a hockey. He wears a goalie mask, right? But I don't know. That's a good one. I, I I just feel like that would be a defensive, but I don't know where safety. Maybe I don't know. Cornerback, corner, corner. <sighs> That's a good one. I don't know. And then the big, uh, uh, I'm blanking on their names, but the rhino and the and the pig. Is it Rocksteady and Bebop? Bebop? Is that right? Nope, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on them, but they'd have to be big boys. They'd be O-line, D-line. I think so. I think think we got a couple O-lines there. They're big fat guys who just plant their feet and don't move. Yep, I think that's easy, easy enough. Yeah. I, 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 am I forgetting someone? Who am I? Who am I forgetting? Here? I'm just I'm googling right now. What position would Casey Jones be? Because is it Jones? Why did I think it was Jensen or something? I think it's still his J name, but guess I should probably put football. It's Casey Jones. Yeah. Oh, there's an actual Casey Jones. <laughs> Was a professional basketball player. Damn it. Okay, this is going to be harder. I will. I'll give that goal up for now. Uh, he's a hockey masked vigilante armed with an assortment of sporting goods that he carries in a golf bag. The team trainer. <laughs> He's got all the gear. He's a trainer, yeah, right? <laughs> he's, got, he's got everything he needs. Golden. Uh, there you go. He could be a GM. <laughs> Someone could use him as a GM render. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I think he'd be easy to say that he could be a tight end or some shit like that. I think Bull could probably use him as his GM render. Come on, Bull. Snap Let's to Let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, during the draft stream, I... Pat mentioned that after seeing you two and Tijuana interacting, it was great to see both end up on the same ISFL team. We're um, just going to call you out for your English here. You <laughs> got a apostrophe. Were either of you not surprised to be? Wait. Say what? Not... Didn't you just screw that up? <laughs> yeah, I, I screwed it up. I uh, realize that now. <laughs> just let me have my tea in peace and and. Blame Pat for, for shit. Uh, your, your vacation was clearly too long. If you can't read oh, anymore. Man, it was not long enough. It was <laughs> such a good three weeks. Anyways, were, not we're, either of you not surprised to be drafted together? See, you throw a negative in the question. Why'd you do that? You're just messing with me now. What were your reactions to both being picked by the same team? Were either of you not surprised to be drafted together? I was surprised because I didn't think we would be. Um, I I was generally surprised until like because I was watching those draft groups live compared to you not having cell service. Um, as soon as I saw that uh, Orange County traded the pick to number six, I was like, "Oh, it's happening!" Uh, <laughs> I was quite surprised. I, I thought it was I I generally thought there was a chance if you got drafted in the first round that we would end up on the same team. Um, I felt uh, if 
I fell, it would have been a good sign that we would have landed on the same team as well. I felt like if I uh, ended up somewhere in the midsection or something, then they could use their second round pick to take you as well. Uh, but when I was taken first overall, I kind of wrote off the ability of us actually being drafted to the same team. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, like I said, when I saw that they tra- when Orange County traded up to six, I was like, oh, no way they're doing this. Are they? Are they doing this? Are they doing this? And then sure enough, they took you after as well. And it was like, yeah, this is awesome. I so, was pleasantly surprised, but yeah, I'll go so ahead. When I was watching it a few days later, I think it was like three or four, because uh, yep. I was off in, in an island in the middle of the Caribbean. It was wonderful. Yeah, keep rubbing nice it in. Keep rubbing it in. Yeah, it was like it, it, 30 it's... degrees, <laughs> nice sea breeze. It Nothing, wasn't minus 40. It, it didn't have anything on the minus 46 we had here. Nothing. Nope. Don't, don't nope. worry about it. Nope. It was, uh, we didn't even get snow. How about that? It was, it was <laughs> shocked. <beautiful>. Shocked. <laughs> I even got sunburned. Wow. Uh, I'm shocked by that too. You pale, <laughs> you pale motherfucker. <laughs> um yeah so when i was watching it like uh heading into the stream i i had a feeling that like because i knew tijuana was so high well i felt like they were high not tijuana sorry orange county i felt like they were high on us in general mostly you though and you were leading the the class in tv I felt that you would either go first or fourth because I thought if you didn't go first, there might be some other of the high profile recreates that were well known that would get snapped up at two and three. I don't think you necessarily would have been there if you didn't get picked. And then I thought for sure they would have picked you with four, but they, they did pick you with first and I took a chance and put that on the mock and it happened. And then so I was watching it and I was happy for you because like, hell, you got first overall. That's not that's not a given at all. That's not easy to do. And especially as a first gen, like it's not a given as a high profile recreate, let alone a first gen. And then, um, uh, yeah, so I was watching and I didn't think in any world that I would go fourth with their pick because I I think I was hovering around like the the 10 to 12 overall for TPE for the class. And then just scouting conversations that I had, most of the people I talked to were saying like, Hey, we hope you fall um, to basically second round. And I was thinking that I would be a late first, early second round pick, like early to mid second. And I was like, okay, well, like, Really, that that opens up a lot of possibilities to maybe getting drafted together because they could take Kale with the first pick, they could pick me with the second round. But kind of the the more scouting we did, and and the more like that feeling kept being conveyed to me, we're like, hey, we we hope you fall. It it kept thinking like a lot of teams are hoping to see me in the second, but I think that means like I'm gonna go somewhere late first. Because yeah. I'm like I'm not the first guy on a lot of people's charts, but I'm like maybe fourth or fifth, and a lot of those early picks will get snapped up real quick. And then, um, and then when the the trade for sixth happened, and I saw it was Orange County, like, I, and I I was texting you as I was watching it, and I was like, I think this is it. Like, I have a feeling that they they moved up to get me. And then they did. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And I was excited because, like, one, it feels great to have somebody, like, actively pursue you. Like, they traded assets to get the picks so they could pick me. And then secondly, like, we got drafted together. That's what we wanted. Like, we told teams that scouted us, we want to go together. Like, we, we understood it wasn't a guaranteed and it might not happen. And there's a good chance it wouldn't happen. But yeah. one of the teams that was able to do it did it. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so going back to the question, I, I was surprised because I didn't expect it. Um, I was happy. I was excited. And, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to our career together. 
Yeah, I, it's it, that's actually it. Like, yeah, I, I, going back and thinking about all the chats and stuff we had, like I had great chats with a lot of the scouts and everything, and which is which was a lot of fun and, and excellent. But it was there was always kind of that, like when I told everyone we would want to play together, there was very much of a oh well, it's not a very big draft class. Not sure that's going to happen for you. Exactly. And it was yeah. like, and and me and you had been talking quite a bit, and we both had kind of accepted man there's a chance that uh this doesn't uh doesn't go our way like we don't end up uh uh being drafted together in which we both agreed that we would give any team a fair shake like we wouldn't just uh we wouldn't just like no we're only playing together you can might as well trade me or ship me out it was like no we can be apart we can compete that way still and uh we'll see kind of get a feel for each locker rooms and hopefully we can end up together again somewhere else. But OSCO, like you said, wanting us and making the moves happen so that they could get us both was just awesome. And like, I really hope that they don't regret their decision by the way that we <laughs> spam their locker room. But <laughs> I think we bring activity. Okay. Yes. That's, that's how we'll address it. Now we see, we bring activity to their locker room. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I hope they don't regret the decision. I hope we both are able to have a long career there, honestly. Like, they have a great group there. It's a young group, and I think everyone's still kind of coming to their own. Like, you look at the defense, and it's kind of, it's, it's actually kind of funny because it reminded me a lot of last year where uh, but Tijuana's defense seemed like it was on fire almost the whole year, but the offense took a little while to catch on. And I'm just, it, it just feels like that's exactly what's going to happen in OCO this season. The shade like, you're throwing <laughs> at former reigning MVP, Live, Laugh, Love. I'm, <laughs> I'm he had I'm appalled. A, he had a slow start. What, did we lose our first two games in Tijuana last year? Or we squeaked out a win and lost one? Well, I doubt that. Who'd we lose to? We lost to Norfolk twice. Yep. And Norfolk was like the and second or first Portland game or something. Once. Regardless. Yeah, early we played Norfolk. And I remember everybody's like, oh, look, it's a stacked Norfolk team. Well, they were right. They, they ended up going all the way. But we had a big improvement, okay? Oh, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Like, And, and that's where I was actually going with this, is that I see OCO doing the exact same thing. Like, I, I generally see the offense kind of finding a groove here in the next couple of games. And uh, I see us actually winning a couple of games this season, honestly, like, yeah. And just continuing to get better. And if they're able to keep this core together and keep this offense together, which I think they, they have the ability to do over the next few seasons. And especially through uh, continuing to build through the draft, this is going to be a team that if we can keep together, that will be very competitive in the next couple of windows and have a very good window in the next couple of seasons. So when I was looking at casino odds earlier, because I uh, I jumped on a tip that might not be the hottest, but I, basically <laughs> I saw Austin was favorite to win the championship, and at the same time their uh, their over under was eight point five, and I'm like hell if they're favorite to win everything, they should probably be like a twelve or thirteen win team, easy money. So I gambled nope. a lot of money that I don't really have. <laughs> on uh on them over <laughs> and we'll see how that goes i I'll, i should follow up and see how they're doing so far but What's your, um i'm gonna have to look up what your the, bank account's at <laughs> i think i'm at 13 mil oh you're not bad then i've well no but I, i'm no kale level i need uh i need the the grading for this to be nice to us and maybe a maybe a little bonus and a little bit can come your way too oh well um, i was gonna say there's a new grading scale so we should be okay <laughs> But uh, was it? Oh yeah. So when I was looking at that, I saw Orange County odds were our over under was four point five. So honestly, how do you think we do versus that this season? Do you think we win more than four games? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I think a lot of that actually kind of depends on a little bit of sim luck. Um. I think that we have a couple couple teams that I think that will be in the running to beat. Um, I haven't looked at our schedule fully. Uh, I think another big thing will determine is if a team decides to go whole wholesale or not, uh, come trade deadline towards the end of the season kind of thing. 
And yeah, I think there's a couple factors in there that I can't privy to, but I had it almost like as bad as it is to say, I'm not going to be a homer here. I think we probably go under that this season. I think um, we win two, and I think we harassed the shit out of those two teams. I, I agree. And like, even looking at uh, the stats after the first game, like, despite losing, like, yeah, whatever, but our defense was actually ranked really well. Like, we were second against the run or total yards against or something. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah. Um, It'll come together. They have all the pieces here. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's just a matter of it coming together. And I, I think, think that they have the crew to do it. So I, I think to get the offense kicking, there's really one key thing that we need to do to really get that fire going. <laughs> feed the bus. And we need to feed the bus. <laughs> Give bus the ball. Run Give bus the ball, ball, run bus. Him and Denazo, we should just hand the ball off to those two guys all game, every game. Never, no, don't even worry about throwing the ball. <laughs> no <laughs> defensive coordinator in their right mind is 30 runs up the middle in a row. They won't. <laughs> no way. No. Denozo. Denozo. Um, yeah, I. Uh, we're at time, so I think start wrapping up, but I do want to have one special shout out. Um, when we decided we were going to record tonight, I put the questions out to uh, all the locker rooms I'm in, so all three of them. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, Zewiz, I affectionately call him Puddles from SHL, uh, he, he seemed to get excited and he's like, oh, perfect. A chance to publicly tamper you. Now, first of all, I will say I have a tamper clause in my contract. Kale does not. This is directed at me. And uh, he he proceeded to do absolutely nothing with that. So I'm I'm very saddened. I don't know where where is the public tampering. It's not on the thread, and um, you should feel shame. Yeah, I, I think that uh, is totally justifiable. <laughs> yeah, like I I asked for the clause for a reason, and I'm sad to I, not I, not see I'm it. St- staying out of that completely. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah there we go uh that's it for us tonight uh i guess we gotta we didn't have time we ran out of time for our guest phantom beans yet again oh uh, sorry shoot. about that <laughs> i forgot to send him a message <laughs> sorry about that phantom <laughs> we'll get hopefully you, next you weren't time. waiting up for us um but yeah, I, after that, I guess we're good. Well, until next time. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. Have a good night.